Welcome into episode number three of Dog Tracks. We're tracking the running bulldogs with what they do both in Boiling Springs and elsewhere. And it has been a successful summer on the baseball diamond for outfielder Nate Anderson of the Gardner Webb Baseball Program. He enters his redshirt sophomore school year uh, here in a couple of weeks. Nate, welcome to the program. Thanks for taking a few minutes. And let's talk a little bit about this summer, all right? Sir, thank you for having me. You played in the Summer Collegiate League, the Appalachian League. Mm-hmm. It's a rather historical league in minor league circles going way, way back. But uh, in the last couple of years, it is a Summer Collegiate League for Major League Baseball. And there is potential that you might be MVP of this league. Is that correct? I hope so. You never know, but we'll see. Batted 333, 47 runs scored, 37 steals a league high. 431 on base percentage. I can go on and on and on. 28 ribbies and a home run, 15 doubles, three triples. That's a lot of extra base hits. Are you surprised by the success that you have had this summer and the fact that you could be MVP? Um, yes and no, because I'm gonna say I'm gonna say overall no. I did get going a little bit quicker than I thought because uh jumping in the summer, I hadn't seen live pitching in a while. Uh my first game ended up being one of my best. But I, I do have a lot of confidence in myself, so I wasn't wasn't too surprised. I don't really expect anything less from myself. Uh, What'd you do in the first game? Couple hits, couple RBIs, uh, couple bags. Um, I, I expected I was going to give myself a little bit of a leeway for a slow start if it happened, but just kind of got got right into things. Yeah, playing for the Kingsport Axemen in Tennessee. You guys won the Appy League title. I want to go way, way back, though, long before this summer. We'll get back to this summer. In high school, coming out of Atlanta, Georgia, you were originally committed to the University of New Orleans. Yes, sir. Never went. Mm-hmm. What happened? Why New Orleans, and why did that fall through? Um, so I committed to New Orleans pretty late my senior year. Um, I really liked the program. They had a young staff. Uh, I liked what they had going on, but then obviously my senior year was the COVID year. Um, Mm -hmm. So they retained all their players and then some. So I get a call like second week of April, which is pretty late in the process. And they're like, we need you to go to take a gap year, go to junior college. And that just wasn't ideal for me and my family at the time. So I had about two weeks to make a decision to find somewhere else to go to school, make a decision. Um, and I mean, I was Gardner Webb coach Marks was one of the first people to reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so within, I think it happened in about a week, I was committed to New Orleans and I was committed to our developmental team, um, which I, I was obviously when New Orleans called like that, that crushed me. Like I, you know, you, you'd spend your whole senior year excited to go to a place and then, it falls through as you never want to hear that. Um, so it seems like you settled on Gardner Webb really quickly. And you mentioned the developmental team. That is a huge aspect of your story. We'll get to that in just a second. But what made you so quickly fall in love with the idea of I'm going to go to Gardner Webb? Um, I'll be honest. Some of it was I didn't have that many choices, but I was lucky. You know, it, it's, if I didn't like Gardner Webb, just because I didn't have many choices, that doesn't mean I wouldn't have come. Um, I talked to coach Marks for, he texted me, I talked to him about an hour that night and everything they told me about both him and coach Chester's history and like seeing them, every program they've been at, they've just turned it around like that. 
Um, I really like that. Um, I'd known Gardner Webb before. Uh, I knew about the school. Um, I basically, Coach Marks, he's, he's a good recruiter. He, he talked my ear off, and I really liked everything he had to say. Um, I liked his story personally. He reminded me a lot of what I was trying to do. Um, so everything they had to say, I loved. Yeah. But they said developmental team. When yep. you went through the process, uh, essentially like a junior varsity team, uh, you mm-hmm. don't compete with the uh, in the varsity games. Uh, tell me a little bit more about the experience of the developmental team and maybe how that was beneficial to you. Yeah, so going in, I mean, obviously going in, you'd rather just jump in on the team. Um, but, like, I, I wasn't – I understood my circumstance and I kind of saw how crowded college baseball was and was getting that year especially. Um, so it was definitely – you know, they do – it's pretty – it's two separate groups you've got. And my, my group was, like, the inaugural one. So it was a, all, it was a whole giant freshman class. Um, we lived in the dorms together. Um, and then the coaching staff was, we had was great. Um, so we started, we did have to take a two week pause when we got there. That, that's, we had to try and like sneak out to hit and stuff. That wasn't fun. Uh, so, I mean, it, it did help cause de- developmental, it is a little bit less, uh, less of a workload. So I got to kind of ease into the classroom side of things at the same time as doing baseball. Um, and just because you're a separate team, you know, I'm still getting to know Coach Marks and Coach Chester, uh, get to know the staff and the guys outside of the field. Um, so it was definitely a good transition into college baseball, getting a feel for, like, this is what it's going to take and, like, this is what it's going to be, rather than just getting hit in the face with it right away. Um, yeah, do you think that if the developmental team wasn't involved, if that didn't exist, uh, do you know if you'd have the success that you've had this summer that it looks like will eventually, and and maybe a little bit has already, but uh, will eventually translate to the college diamond as well. Do, do you think you are where you are if the developmental team doesn't exist? Um, probably not. Cause I'll be honest, developmental taught me more, I would say off the more outside of baseball lessons than baseball itself lessons, a lot of like perseverance and like wanting to, to get through it, um, and, and do it. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I, I think without it, I think I'm better with it than without it. hundred percent. Yeah. It's interesting because developmental teams, I think in some way are a dying breed in college athletics, but they very clearly serve a purpose for you. It very clearly served a purpose. And if we're going to go way back before your and my time in college athletics, there uh, used to be, well, a rule against freshmen competing and freshmen only competed on essentially a freshman team, a developmental team. Okay, Uh, And it seems like, we're going way back, way, way beyond yours in my time. But but it seems like that is a very important piece of your story that maybe more people could take advantage of. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely not like the stand. Most people are not going to start on a development team and then go on. But uh, if I had to go back and change it, I, I wouldn't change a thing. Mm. What was the biggest thing you learned uh, that year? doing developmental baseball you said you learned you uh, grew I guess more off the field than on the field getting used to college lifestyle uh, what was the biggest thing you learned um really just got to kind of trust the process you know in, in high school uh and if you're going to play a college sport out of high school you're one of the better players if not the best player in your team and then you get to college and you realize like you see what it's going to take and you're everybody's good everybody was that best player um, so kind of learning and seeing what it was going to take, like in the weight room, on the field, academically, 
uh, it was definitely easier to see that and learn that with the dev team. Yeah. And you mentioned you had a giant class of freshmen at the time, COVID uh, only further watered down the pool. So yeah. it's competitive. There's no guarantee that you're going to make the varsity team. Oh, not, not a shot. I knew that going in, but I, I basically saw it as, you know, a, a long tryout. Like I can do it. Like I, I had confidence in myself that I could do it. Um, and I did and it worked out. So 2022, you played for 25 or in 25 games for Gardner Webb started eight of them, a couple of hits, six hits, three steals, you know, decent numbers for when you did play uh, the moment that coach Chester or someone on the staff came to you and said, we're going to move you up to the varsity. Um, what was that conversation like and what did it feel like? Um, Coach Chester had a meeting with me that morning. Um, it was the end, like, I think there were about three weeks left in the fall and they had, we scrimmaged on the weekend. So they had, we had scrimmages coming up Thursday to Saturday. And he was like, he met with me and said, uh, cause I was kind of like, I want to say worried, but I was just curious, I guess, about my future. Um, and we had a good talk and he said, he told me I was coming up for fall for scrimmages and stuff. And like it was big relief, honestly, uh, getting back to like where I wanted to be at, like where my goals had set me to be. Um, getting back to that spot was a big relief. Um, but like at the same time, like super nervous because mm -hmm. you're kind of starting over again with a bunch of guys that don't know you. You realize the competition is about to take a big jump. Um, so like obviously huge relief, like super happy to hear that, but also super nervous at the same time. I assume you played well that fall. I, I didn't do too much that fall. It was more so the next fall. Uh, okay. Next fall where I got to really like start from the beginning and, and do well. Some At some point you clinched your spot on a team. And yeah. I should add, it's a it's a baseball program that over the last couple of years since you have been here has been fairly successful. Uh, top, half, top half of the Big South Conference standings, MLB yeah. draft picks in early rounds. Uh, this is no slouch of a program. The yeah. Appalachian League. How did that come about? Um, so last year was the 2021 was the first year. It was a collegiate league instead of a professional league. Um, and we'd had one guy playing it, uh, AJ Jones. He loved it. So I showed up to practice just maybe six weeks into the fall. And Coach Marks came up to me and said, Nate, you're playing the Appalachian League. And I was like, I didn't say it. I was like, awesome. awesome. That was it. That was kind of how I found out. And I was like, cool. Uh, I knew it was a good league. I knew it was funded by the MLB. They put a lot of, they do, they put a lot of money and time into it to make sure it is a good league. So I was really excited about it. Um, and then we did have uh, the plan was to have four other guys come in. One of them got he didn't come because he threw a bunch of innings, uh, and some guys got hurt. Uh, but it kind of just sprung me in the face, and I was really excited when I found out. Um, so your coaches helped coordinate that. Yeah, that's that's done. They did all that for me. Okay. Uh, which is a great help, obviously. What's the talent level like in the Appalachian League? Because there, there are a lot of premier college players that go on to play in these summer collegiate leagues to get more reps, to get uh, eyeballs on them. What was the talent pool like? Uh, and again, I might add, you might actually be MVP of that league with the way you've played. <laughs> I mean, it was it was great competition all the way throughout, um, especially as like the um, NCAA tournament started ending and guys that, didn't start with the teams right away. Started kind of like trickling into summer ball. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, every every pitcher used there, and I will say the the league is aimed more towards underclassmen, so like nineteen to 21, 22 year olds. So it's 
it's mostly younger guys, um, but it's a lot of raw talent. Um, arms that are running it up. A lot of a lot of guys got drafted, got signed uh, as free agents. Um, it is top to bottom talent throughout uh, our team. We won, like you said, mm-hmm. we had a great team. It was really fun to be a part of. Uh, you know, everybody that steps on the field, like they're there for a reason. They, they were good yeah. at baseball. You have yet to be in your college career here at Gardner Webb a regular starter. Mm. How do you feel about the possibility of earning one of those positions maybe uh, come this spring? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the goal is to do it every year. So last year I, I didn't, I wasn't any you know, an everyday starter, which is disappointing. But also you take away a lot of positive from it. You learn a lot in each role you play. Mm-hmm. And then this summer I got to be a regular starter. I think. 50, 50 some 50 ish games and in, in a pretty short amount of time so you kind of learn the grind of it and you get more more comfortable with it and and ba- baseball is different than every sport because you know it, it's every single day so if you're getting nervous about every single game you're probably not going to do that well and you learn as you start every day you know it's just another game uh and at the end of the day it's what it's just a game it's not life or death it's just a game um so I'm really excited to go back in the fall. Uh, I do feel like I've gotten a lot better. Uh, learned a ton over the summer. Um, excited to try and earn a role. Uh, got to prove it. Got to earn it. Um, I'm excited to just have the opportunity to do that. That has to give you confidence, though, that you have uh, yeah. the ability to come into the Big South, a very good college baseball league, and and do what you did this summer. Yeah, 100%. You know, if, if like I tell myself, like I competed at a very high level in a really, one of the best leagues um, for all of the, like, you know, you've got I think it's anywhere it's power five guys to the best D two, D three, JUCO, the every it's got everybody. It's got the best talent from everywhere. So I have a lot of confidence I can do it there. Um, I can come translate it to school. Do you ever take a moment? Uh, I know you got a couple of days before you get back to campus for the fall semester uh, between the end of the Appalachian League season. But over this period of time here, have you been able to take a moment to think uh, about the path that you've taken, yeah. how unique that is. hundred uh, percent. Especially now when, you know, it dies down a little bit and you're not so like on the go, you get yeah. to think like, man, like wouldn't have seen myself doing this two years ago. Or uh, It's nice to like, to just take a deep breath and see like how far you've come. And like I said earlier, I wouldn't do it any other way. Yeah. I guess your situation's a little bit unique with COVID and, you know, mm-hmm. things falling apart last minute at new Orleans. Uh, but you still went the route of the developmental team, and there aren't a ton of those left in college sports. That's that's not unique. Many. Yeah, not many. I'm, it's definitely yeah, I agree. Yeah, your coaches and your sports information director, Mark Rab, they tell me that you're one of the fastest guys on Gardner Webb's team. Are think, you the fastest guy on the team? Oh man, um, faster than Jacob Marcos, who I believe led the Big South in steals. <laughs> I don't know. Me and Marcos have never raced. No? I, we haven't raced. It'd be interesting. I'll, I mean, I don't know. It, it's me and Marcos. Are, Marcos is pretty freaking fast. So I think what he, is I think your, he'd be mad at me if I said I was faster. <laughs> what is your uh, baseball? They do the 60-yard dash. Do you know your 60-yard time? Um, the last time I ran it was uh, last fall. It was 6-3. I think I feel like I can get a little better now. Uh, that's not bad. That's pretty good. It's faster than I would run. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, 
I'm I'm short, so I'm, I'm always been I've always been quicker than uh, than fast. You know, I can I can get a short distance pretty quick, and then after that, I get I get pretty tired. Best attribute about your game besides speed that Gardner Webb fans can look forward to in 2023. Besides speed, um, or you could say I'm just gonna steal a ton of bases. I mean, I think number one is definitely gonna be speed. I'm gonna try and take a lot of bags. Uh, I think at the plate, I can make things kind of interesting because, you know, yeah. I, like I said, I'm pretty small. You're not going to expect much look, just looking at me. Uh, every once in a while, I can run into a ball, hit it kind of far. Uh, I, th- I think I think all around, I think, like I said, speed I'll be, I'll be best at. But I think I'll have an all around pretty, I like to play pretty aggressive, pretty animated. Um, so I think, I think that'll be the most fun, just being, go like 100%, putting in 110 all the time. A few more for you before we wrap up the Appalachian league. Uh, I mentioned that it's a rather historical league going back in um, minor league baseball history. There are tons of great players that have come through um, the system that played in the Appalachian league played in some of those small towns, those old school, unique stadiums. In some cases, uh, the things that you have seen in movies. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. What's the coolest place and coolest stadium that you played in this summer? Coolest place and coolest stadium. Um, from, from just a stadium standpoint, I'm going to say uh, it was in Pulaski, Virginia, the Pulaski River Turtles. Awesome name, too. And the River reason Turtles. the reason their stadium is so nice is because it was the Yankees, and the Yankees can pay for anything. Uh, that, that part had a real – because it's – I mean, it's a tiny town. Yeah. There's not much there besides the stadium, but a town like that, everybody loves to go watch the baseball. So um, when you're somewhere like that, you're kind of the main event. And so they get a really good crowd and it has like a real professional feel. They've got seats all the way around. Um, yeah. Is that the biggest crowd you played in front of? Biggest crowd. Um, How big you about, think it was? About 4,000, 4,000. 500 the all-star game was on mlb network which is pretty cool and they, they packed that game out so i would say 4000 ish you were in that i was yeah it was fun yeah what was that experience like that was really cool because obviously it's the it's the best guy guys have had the best summers but it, it was on mlb network and like yeah i don't get nervous for games but i did see some giant cameras and i was like oh my gosh like <laughs> if i strike out like they're gonna be showing the slow-mo replay like everywhere so I, I mean, I wasn't too nervous, but that that was really cool. Just seeing dudes with M, their, the MLB Network logo on their shirt, they're interviewing people uh, mid game. Um, there are guys who will go on to play professional baseball and will never experience that. You know that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so I mean, that was, that was kind of a cool moment. Like, I could play an MLB, I got to play on national TV. I was I'd never been on TV. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool stuff. Cool stuff. And you grew up in Atlanta, Braves fan. Huge Braves fan, diehard Braves fan. Uh, about ten minutes from the stadium, uh, got got the first World Series in my lifetime last year. Uh, Favorite player as a kid? Who was it? As a kid, um, there was one guy. His name was Nate McLeod. I liked him just because his name was Nate. But realistically, I would say Chipper <laughs> Jones. He's an Atlanta legend. I, I think. Yeah. I think if you ask most people from Atlanta my age, they're gonna say Chipper Jones uh, just because the way he carried himself, the way he did his business. I'll um, cut the interview before we get into debating whether or not Atlanta should have played Freddie, uh, paid Freddie Freeman. 
and what happened last week versus the Mets. I'll cut the interview right there. We won't go any further. How about that? That's yeah. Uh, Well, Nate Anderson, it's really a cool story coming from the developmental league to potentially the MVP of the Appalachian League. Uh, Congratulations on the success. All the best of luck when you get back to campus and you start a new season here at Gardner-Webb. And uh, we wish you the best. There are a lot of Gardner-Webb folks rooting for you. And thank you for the time. Yes, sir. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That's all for episode number three of Dog Tracks. Thanks for joining us once again. Remember, you can check out all that's happening in Running Bulldogs Athletics at GWUsports.com. GWUsports.com, the official website of Gardner-Webb University Athletics. Also, follow Gardner-Webb on social media at GWUsports across all the platforms at GWUsports and search the hashtag Running Bulldogs. Until next time, I'm Phil Constantino. Let's go dogs. Go dogs.